Hello and welcome to Tales in Our Time. I'm Janet. Or I'm Mum. George. Or, or son. son. <laughs> Although yep. don't call me that if you see me in the street. That'd be weird. All right, son. All right, All right son. son. Yeah. yeah, you've got to be a northern gentleman of a certain age for that to feel appropriate. Okay. And when you say northern, you mean northern English, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah not like a Yankee. I don't really... <laughs> I don't really... <laughs> I can't imagine many Americans who would call you son. Well, maybe. I don't know. No. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine it either. Hey, Mum, what's up? Uh, you know what? Nothing much. I, you know... I've been working this week, so that's been interesting. Um, starting a new job, and uh, I just want to, Mike. Can you put some like uh, congratulatory air horns or some <laughs> like some party popper sounds in here? Just because we want to do a big shout out, Mum. Congratulations, Mum, on getting a new job! Yay! I mean, it wasn't easy. I'll be honest, but it is. It also- wasn't easy. No. That's not, I'm, I really, I hope that didn't come across as condescending. I mean it very sincerely. It is a, uh, a triumph. We were really worried about it. And I'm, you know, I'm much happier now. I feel happy. And it's what, yeah. only part time, which is also great. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because it allows me to prepare for us all going to the National Reading Festival on Saturday. So excited. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Might as well just throw it out there because that is what we're going to talk about today. Um, yeah, we're doing a little bit of an impromptu episode. Mum had a great idea. Two, I mean, countless. Her whole life is a sequence of great ideas. Um, <laughs> but two of the most recent ones uh, were we, she looked into the National Book Festival in DC, which we're both fairly close to. Um, and suggested that we do a little episode just talking about our expectations as we head into that this weekend. Um, haven't asked Mike if he can edit an episode tomorrow so that we could post it before, before the Saturday. book festival. But, but maybe, you know, this might be a cool just like archive of before the book festival. And then we'll do another episode where we're weathered book festival veterans like ah, we've got the paper cuts on our fingers and paper cuts and and signatures hopefully yeah that's what i'm excited about okay um so we jump straight in george has already explained what we're going to be talking about (laughs) today (laughs) but we are going to stick with some of our regular um items which is what are you reading right now george Oh, I've been reading so much lately, actually. I've been practicing the habit of putting down books that don't speak to me, like being a little more precious about my time. And like part of that is I have so many free libraries around me. Ah, So like, you know, I feel I feel like a lot of good karma about putting books back out into the world. Um, But what it has done is it's led me into some books that I really, really enjoy. So I recently read Gender Queer, the graphic novel by Maya Kobabe. Um, It's all over the band book lists if you yeah we do love a band book if you ban a book you're softer than baby shit um 
Ooh, baby shit. Ooh, and twice as smelly. Comes out the diaper and all sorts of things. It's terrible. Stop it. And when they're first born, it's a really horrible color. Sorry. No, this is what... Mike, I'm I'm silencing thing. mothers. No, no <laughs> mother's perspective on this. We don't want to talk Sorry. about baby poo stories. Right. Will be your all day. Yes. Um, okay, so Continue. I read. And I love gender queer. So great, beautiful art style, um, and a beautiful story. And uh, it speaks a lot to um, the narratives that that like helped M through. Air experience coming to terms with being genderqueer, sort of like talking about air parents being like progressive but still struggling because it's it's something that a we're learning um, for the first time as well, right? Like as as it was coming uh, more into uh, under like public understanding on the internet and stuff. Um, Maya writes about that journey of self-discovery and it's really, uh, it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. It's a, it's a great story. Um, I'm also halfway through pleasure activism, the politics of feeling good by Adrian Marie Brown. Uh, very good book, very sexy book. Uh, it's a little bit about like that kind of pleasure, but primarily it's about like, the freedom of feeling good and like letting yourself feel pleasure um, without like taxing yourself. And then I'm also reading Brandon Sanderson's Rhythm of War. Um, uh, yes, there in the front. <laughs> I just want to say, not that you know, I think it's a problem, but I do remember, I don't know if it was the last episode or a couple of episodes, you got a little bit tetchy because I mentioned like free books that I was into and. You know, I mean, this is payback or equivalency or whatever, but I'm just saying, you know, don't don't say anything mm. to me again about that because now we're even. I don't remember that at all. Oh. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, and as the one who's responsible for posting episodes, we'll see if that part ever goes up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start emailing. No, Mike only joking. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing subterfuge. Mm. Uh, yeah, so those are those are the books that I have read or am reading since the last time we recorded. What are you recording, Mom? What am I recording? Or reading. I'm Shut recording up. a podcast, but I've read some books. Ah. <laughs> oh, my stomach hurts. We got to stop recording. I got to go. <laughs> no, sorry. We got to go to the end. That's I, a rule. I have to have a lie down. Hush now. Okay, so I just finished. Well, no, about a week ago, I finished Page Boy by Elliot Page. Um, which is sort of a similar um, storyline. It is a, mem- a personal memoir, but it's a similar storyline to that book, that graphic novel you were just talking about. But mm-hmm. um, so a couple of reasons. I really love the way this book was written because the story is so, it, it's really sad in places, but it's really moving and it's also very hopeful. There is a line in the author's note that I just want to read because I think it's um, just so important. And he says, I've nothing new or profound to say, nothing that hasn't been said before, but I know books have helped me, saved me even, so perhaps this can help someone feel less alone, seen, no matter who they are or what journey they are on. And this is something that you and I have talked about, about, Mm. you know, seeing your story in other people's or in print and how validating that can Mm -hmm. be, helping you get there Mm -hmm. sort of on your right path. So... 
that really struck me. But that was only in the author's note at the beginning. I, I read the whole book. I didn't put it down for several days and thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and I'm also doubly excited because he is going to be at the reading festival. <laughs> I'm going to take my books if I can get it signed because that's <laughs> yeah. one of my favourites. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> and following on from that, reading festival. Oh, another one. Oh, interesting. Oh, another <laughs> Only one. one. That's more. strange. So I finished Elliot Page last week and then recently started reading All Sinners Bleed by S.A. Cosby, who is an author that we've mentioned before because he wrote a book <laughs> with Questlove. I, I Pretty hate much the, we mention him every episode. I know, episode. I know. I'm, I'm sorry, but, you know, <laughs> it's just like... No, it's awesome. So the rhythm, If he, we meet him, then we can tell him, hey, we talk about you a lot. All the time. He <laughs> co-authored the, the Rhythm of Time with Questlove. <laughs> I read that and then gifted it to someone, really enjoyed it. And so now I'm reading S.A. Cosby's All the Sinners Bleed, which is a um, a sort of cop story um, based in Virginia. And it's about the first and only, and it's fiction. It's not like a, a memoir or anything, but it's about a guy who um, is originally in the FBI, comes back to his hometown, and he's a, a black guy and he runs for... Uh, sheriff in an area that has been you know uh, dominantly white for well the impression I, I, I'm getting is forever but he gets a lot of support and he becomes a sheriff of this town and um, it very uh, engaging thoroughly recommend it all the sinners bleed by S.A. Cosby and it's another one I'm going to take to the book reading festival <laughs> thing that we're going to on Saturday and hope to get it signed. So, yeah, that's me. Just saying. That's awesome. I'm really excited for you. I think you're going to get both of those books signed. And that's so, going to be super cool. Yeah. Uh, do you want to fill us in on any news, George? Yeah, just a, a quick one before we talk about uh, the book festival proper. Um, Kim Sherwood uh, recently, was it recently released or is April, it April, I think, this year. Coming out. Uh, was released in April. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so Double or Nothing by Kim Sherwood uh, is a new James Bond book um, with many notable differences from the others. Uh, one being several new different 00 agents. You know, we had 007. We now meet people like 003 and was 008 one of the other ones? 009. That one. Oh, oh it's so cool. Um, so... We wanted to shout that one out. Uh, just something that uh, Mum picked up on this week. Sherwood has spoken about making the universe more diverse, uh, more diverse universe, and she is, is well rhyme? on her way. It, uh, maybe a little bit of a rhyme. Uh, <laughs> she is well on her way, even if she hadn't decided to add a bunch of uh, new, more diverse characters to the storyline. She's also just straight up the first woman asked to write a new book by the Fleming estate for the James Bond storyline. So big ups to her. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to pick this one up. I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I think I secretly like spy books because I remember reading a string of them. We'll get into that later. Anyway, that's all I've got for news. Okay. Um, yeah, so, yes, go Kim Sherwood. I hope it uh, has been and will continue to be a very successful one of the Bond books. Um, and it, to be honest with you, I'm not a big spy fan, but that whole thing that she's putting out there to try and, you know, expand 
the readership and people that it can um, touch is enough to make me read it. So, um, cool beans. Uh, cool beans. Oh, <laughs> my only other thing that I was going to say is, in case you hadn't heard, we are going to the Reading Festival in Washington, D.C. on Saturday, the August 12th. So, whoop, whoop us. There we go. Which for us is two days from now. We're, yes. We'll hope to get this out to you around then, but if not, sorry. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think that's it for the news. Um, yeah. Uh, we want to continue our shout-outs for solidarity for the WGA and SAG after strike. Um, not, uh, was it Zaslav or... They just come out and say inflammatory things so that they can get the focus. So actually, I'm not going to bring it up. Okay. The writers, the actors, all the people who make movies actually happen, who make art and entertainment actually brilliant, deserve more than what any POS CEO is taking home. That's all. That's all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting very emotional. I've been watching too many Adam Conovers. Well, um, I haven't seen any news updates on that. I know the strike is still happening. So, um, and I, I think, you know, even if we haven't got any new information, it's good to mention it just so that if anybody's listening, it will keep it in their mind, you know. So. All right. You want to talk about some festivals? Let's talk about some festivals. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so. Right. I've never been to one. I can't believe... Okay, you know where you have been, though? Um, the library. You've been, to, you've been to libraries. You've been to... Like local book festivals. Book fairs in school, in elementary school, that's, middle school. That's true, yeah. And I, I don't know if you remember this, and I don't remember the name of the author, which sounds awful, but when you were in elementary school, there was a guy who wrote a book called Cocopelle and the Butterfly. Yeah. And he came to I do came remember that guy school. showing up. And um, because you've got a, a signed copy of that story. I'm not sure what we think of it now, because I think it was like based on um, Native peoples, wasn't it? Or something like that. I do think so. Yeah. And I and don't so remember don't know whether it was a. I don't know. Positive. I can't. I, we'll have to have another look. But, yeah, we'll have to do some research. OK, so I think you perhaps got a little more experience than you give yourself credit for. But back to me. <laughs> <laughs> the main event. Well, uh, so um, I've been to a few book festivals, reading festivals, whatever you want to call them. Um, there's one in St. Petersburg, Florida, every fall, usually September. I've been to that one several times. I saw Ian Colfer there. Um, hugely, you know, insightful and interesting. Just great to be able to sort of listen to him talk about his characters and um, how he based some of the um, Artemis Fowl characters, like on, I think, because when I went to that, which was several years ago now, I think he'd just written The the Fowl Twins, was it called? Mm -hmm. I think that's what it's called. I could be mistaken, so forgive me. But um, I think he did actually base those on, I'm not sure if it was his brothers or his children. I think it was his children and sort of took cues from their mischievousness, if that's a word. Um, that's stolen valor in it to write should be allowed to get away with that uh, to write, <laughs> to write the, the lives of your kids so that <laughs> yeah that was awesome and i 
I can't remember who else I saw there, but I know I've seen other um, authors at that festival. I've also been to uh, a reading festival in Cheltenham in the UK, um, where I saw an uh, author who was a former astronaut from the US, Chris Hadfield, who after... Oh. And he's a massively interesting speaker because his career was sort of... He began his road to being an astronaut after seeing the original moon landings in the 60s. And then, he, you know, he joined the Air Force. He learned to fly and eventually, you know, went into space. And there is, I don't know whether it's still on there, but for the longest time, there was a video on YouTube of him singing uh, Space Oddity by David Bowie <laughs> in space with his guitar. So... Um, I think I've seen that. That's funny. Yeah, and so... I saw him speak in Cheltenham. That was pretty darn cool. Um, and, you know, as well as, you know, George, I've been at school book fairs. I've seen authors visiting schools. I saw, um, ah, what was his name? There was this, I think he's called Greg Tang, and he wrote these math books teaching kids different ways of approaching numbers. It was pretty cool. And um, he came to a school where I was working. Um, so, you know, there's another interaction i mean Ugh, trying to make math fun How yeah are you? i love it but i do love it as a way of promoting literacy engaging readers of all ages um and hopefully encouraging the writers of tomorrow because i think anybody who's who's pretty much written anything um <laughs> will point to somebody you know and it might not be like a recognized text it might not be you know a bestseller or anything but it's say i read this one thing one day and then i was like whoosh you know so um so that's why i love them and i also think it um it engages you in a different aspect of you know your sort of reading habits really being able to actually see mm. what's going on so so that's my yeah. oh that's kind of our, our past in that um yeah yeah because i haven't got one <laughs> you're not old enough to have a past <laughs> Um, Whoa, dang, rusted. <laughs> Do you want to share something about the, the Library of Congress National Book Festival that is what we're excited ah, about? Ah, the one that we're going to this on Saturday. Um, whoop, whoop. Sorry, I won't get too excited or else I'm going to um, wipe your noise just out. In case anyone was wondering, she is dancing every time <laughs> she does that. Um, yeah, so we did a little bit of research on the history. Um, the Library of Congress National Book Festival was established in 2001 by future First Lady Laura Bush and then Librarian of Congress James H. Billingham. Um, the first festival was on September 8th, 2001. Miss Bush, Mrs. Bush, uh, First Lady, Mrs. Bush served as honorary chair until 2008. Um, and over the years, it's sort of, <laughs> I kind of wish we could have been at the earlier ones because of like the, the, they were being held in the grounds of the library of Congress. And then they spread out to the lawn of the Capitol and then out to the national mall. So I just imagine like, uh, like amazing. <laughs> just like a, a spill of tables coming out of the Library of and Congress, the, you the know. Smithsonian museums down the sides as well <sighs> as a backdrop. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but so they, you know, for obvious reasons, it was eventually moved to the convention center. Um, 
in 2020, it was held online. And now uh, there are a lot of events included that are live streamed. Um, If you have any interest in this festival, uh, do check out their website. They have uh, live streams available. I think, Mum, what was it you said? That it was like available for a time afterward? So that there are some events that are being live streamed and there are some that are recorded and will be available. It didn't specify exactly how long after the event, but um, I would definitely check out the website if you have any interest at all. Yeah. So um, just a little bit, a little bit more, a, a few more factoids. Um, attendance has shot from 25,000 to over 200,000 in recent years, which we love to see. And also... We have seen continuous funding brought in from private donors and corporate sponsorships who or sponsors rather who share the Library of Congress commitment to reading and literacy. And that's just the coolest. But we love if, that. You know, if money is the only thing that talks, it's important to make sure that people who need it get it. And I think writers and authors are a, are a, a good community to serve. You know, we've talked ad nauseum about how many benefits we think there are to reading and and just like changing the the number of narratives that you consume. <laughs> it's a sort of a part of this whole podcast. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, we're just really excited. We've been getting we've been getting pretty hype um, leading up to this. I found out there are a couple of authors that I really like uh, are going to be there. Who's that? Um, uh, T.J. Clune, who wrote The House in the Cerulean Sea, uh, Under the Whispering Door, and In the Lives of Puppets. I just got In the Lives of Puppets as a birthday present, so I will be bringing it to get it signed. <laughs> um, and then uh, Grady Hendrix, who's this horror writer, uh, whose book My Best Friend's Exorcism I just picked up for the first time. He will be there um, promoting... Uh, his new book. Actually, I don't know. You better check the schedule. No, I do. I know the schedule and I am. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you look like a horror writer. He's wearing an all white suit. Are you sure he looks like a horror writer and not a disco dancer like John Travolta in um, Saturday Night Fever? I... <laughs> well, he's holding a skull, so oh, I think uh, that's what sets yeah. him apart. But so I really... Um, So I just got My Best Friend's Exorcism and The Final Girl Support Group, which are both by him. Um, And uh, he just came out with How to Sell a Haunted House, which is what he's going to be talking about on Saturday. Um, So, yeah. Well, just excited. We think it's going to be so cool. Go ahead. It definitely is. And we're also, you know, we're going and there's other family members going and friends. So it's going to be like a whole um, pack of (laughs) us. Which I think will be fun, or it yeah, could we're be rolling a, deep, or yeah, it could be a complete we're, disaster. <laughs> we are coming in. We're just gonna convince everyone to hand out uh, stickers for the show. We're gonna just get like really up in people's faces. Hi, we have a podcast about books. Just saying, take a sticker. Just saying, <laughs> there are six of us. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we hope we'll have a really good time. And, I, you know, I think our expectations are to see and enjoy some of our um, favorite authors or authors we've recently discovered. And um, and also that it will just be a really good time, you know, I think. 
is, is what I'm excited. So those are my expectations. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I don't want to like spoil too much um, of like what is on the docket, but like, you know, um, we have people talking about horror fiction. We have people talking about AI. Um, there's a behind the scenes with black writers um, about uh, there's a like a book that was written and is being presented. Um, there's a performance of some F. Scott Fitzgerald. Um, there, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of really interesting stuff. I, I to be honest, I'm gonna be upset about all, how much I miss. There's, Me too. I feel like I can't be there for everything. Yeah. I'm gonna be in one of them live streaming the other one on my phone. It's like one earbud in. Like <laughs> I can't miss. Don't wanna miss a thing. Anyway, right. Good. No more singing. <laughs> I mean, well, we do keep singing, but um, we do, yeah. Um, you know, just uh, you know, an aside, if you like. So you talking about yeah. that author Grady Hendrix? Yep. So I was in a new library today that I hadn't been to before, <gasps> and I was looking, and um, it was an academic library, so it wasn't like a huge catalog of of narrative fiction, you know, fiction. I did what you did then. Anyway. And see, I wasn't going to bring it up because I'm not a bastard. <laughs> no, you're definitely not a bastard. Um, okay. But, um, oh, that's okay. I'm getting so distracted right now. But while I was in that library, I was looking to see what they did have, you know, um, on display and, and books and things. And there was the new Grady Hendrix. Oh, how to sell a haunted house? Because, um, and I only remembered it because you'd mentioned it the other day, I think in a text or something, and the name mm-hmm, stuck. Mm-hmm. Hendrix, yeah. you know, because it's a famous name, right? Yeah, Grady Hendrix is a cool ass name. Yeah, absolutely. But, and Hendrix also just from Jimmy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, so that was funny. That's almost like a weird connection. Like maybe we're drawn. Fate. Um. So it's all connected. Anyway. Yeah. We, remember when this was going to be a shorter episode? It was. It is pretty. <laughs> we were just going to talk about the book fest. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Because I, I, I. No. I, um, you're, you're doing great. Okay. Not, that wasn't a. I'm well, just teasing. So I just want to wrap up, you know, um, a couple of thoughts. Uh, so in the future, I hope, my hope is that George and I get to go to other events in all sorts of locations. Who knows where we could be this time next year going to a book festival somewhere else. Um, And we would obviously share our experiences with anybody who can be motivated to listen to us warbling on for however long. (laughs) And we really appreciate that. So, um, yeah, if you do, if you have any uh, book fests that you think we would like, please share, you know, send them along to us. I think, if you listen to this show, you probably know how to get in touch with us. But just in case you don't, you can also um, email us at talesinourtimes at gmail.com. Please let us know if you have any book festivals as suggestions. We would love to come out and visit them. Um, yeah. And if, if you're going to a book fest, uh, let's go and hang out. Obviously, the way we do it is with 30-odd people. So <laughs> we want to get a big scary group together to go pressure people 
fun. And all scary. No, obviously we're sweet. We're yeah. sweeties. Um, yeah. But yeah, please let us know. You know, we, we, we're, like I've said before, I think this was on the last episode as well, but we, uh, we're just trying to take our love of books a little bit more seriously. So, it, you know, we'd appreciate any shout outs. All right. Don't give me that face. <laughs> what, what face is that? Um, yeah, very seriously. The, I, I don't take anything seriously face. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, I was going to say, is it all right if I, seen as you're saying about, you know, people getting in touch and things like, um, can I mention the number that you told me before we started recording? Oh, yeah, go on. I want to say this. I'm not, I'm not the sort of person who, um, you know, well, there are several expressions that come to mind. Um, I had a relative who once said, don't give any guff. Um, back home in England, people would say, oh, don't boast. And I think in um, in this country, I've heard people say blowing your blowing your own tooting your own horn or something like. Tooting your own horn. Yeah, and I'm not that sort of person. I'm I'm more sort of self deprecating for most of the part anyway. But <laughs> but oh, we are related. <laughs> George did tell me um, before we started recording that we've had a hundred listens. Now, that might not be a very big number to, like, serious podcasters or people who've been doing this a lot longer than we have. But to me, that's, like, a great number. And um, so i just like to say thank you to all those people who've been listening. Um, George, you, do you want me? Because we do have a few shout-outs to sort of wrap things up. Do you want me to? Oh, yeah. Please, um, please after you. Okay. So I'd like to shout-out to Bunty in Devon, um, who... Bunty! We love you. <laughs> she says she loved the show when she got used to George's grown-up voice because she hasn't seen him since before his <laughs> uh, his voice changed, you know, because, like, little children <laughs> don't sound like big-ass hairy children. So, um... Wow, okay. I don't think the hairy was necessary. <laughs> oh, sorry. I meant facial, you know, on your face, you're hairy. Oh, okay, you're, great. Your big old That's, beardy man. I guess. Um, also to man. Melissa in Florida who said... Um, because this goes back to our biography slash memoir episode. She said she did know that I liked Janice Joplin. And I said, not everybody I know knew that about me. So <laughs> that was kind of cool. Um, do you want to do the last couple, George? Sure. Yeah. I just wanted to uh, do one shout out, especially to little C in Jakarta, who was sick with COVID and needed more of our episodes to get her through. Uh, we're sorry, little C. We are working on it. We are trying so hard. We hope you're feeling better. And thank you so much for listening. You're 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 the best. Yeah. Um, much love from over here in the States. Uh, and then just a final one. Uh, uh, one that we honestly should do every single Absolutely. episode. Big shouts out to our our third man in the room, Mike Quattroizer, the absolute homie. Um, thank you so much, as always, for your work. Uh, you literally make this possible. Um, and we've, yeah, literally it wouldn't happen without you. Um, and, you know, we just, we, we love you and uh, we're grateful for you. And we've had a lot of comments on uh, your the intro song, actually. Someone said uh, it sounds very dramatic. Yeah. Love that. That's very accurate. It is very dramatic. We are very dramatic. Obviously, very serious so business going on in here. <laughs> no, but it, feel, you know, it feels kind of mythic. It feels a little <laughs> like getting into the story time of it all. Um, uh, yeah, 
Mike's Mike's the Mike's the best. Um, if you get a chance, please go check out his Spotify at Quattroizer. Um, he makes some incredible electronic music, uh, similar to the bookmark you hear uh, introducing and um, farewelling our <laughs> capstoning, opening and closing, bookending. Opening and closing. Literally, wow, we found so many other words than the ones I chose. Um, Good job. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I would also like to say um, thanks to Mike because I tell you what he has done is he's taken some random conversations <laughs> that have been sort of focused, <laughs> pretty focused, but he's made them really polished so that when they've been put up online, you know, at least the editing and the um surrounding um theme tune um sounds professional even if you know we just <laughs> a bit goofy so there you go thank you again mike yeah um and thank you again for listening to this episode uh we love you we hope you get a chance to get out there and tell some tales read some tales go to a book festival see if there are any book festivals coming near you soon invite us or don't whatever yeah um but go yourself see if maybe you can get a book signed by an author if you have a book that changed your life and you can get it signed by that author and that author can just say hey thank you for liking my book that's a really profound beautiful memory to have and you deserve that and I think, actually, I um, heard, uh, I'm not sure whether it was when I was researching the Reading Festival, but um, there are authors who were saying, you know, when they get to meet their readers, that is what kind of, not validates, because obviously, you know, if you've got a story inside you, you want to get it down on paper, but to have somebody say how much it affected them, how much they enjoyed it, or whatever, um, mm-hmm. it's just... I think it's just so, it must be so gratifying. So, yeah. So yeah. I'm excited. We will report back afterwards. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you again. And until next time. Listen to this space. No, no. Go tell some tales. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was thinking, watch this space for the next step because there's a follow up episode. Uh-huh. All right. I think we better right. go now. Yes. Good night. Good night.